Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it. The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. <laughs> hey, why don't you take a minute right now, text somebody or email them or call them or do whatever and tell them to tune in to Coach Dave Live because we got we got uh, we got some news. But, uh, well, it's kind of breaking news, although it's not worldwide breaking news, but this stuff's going on all across America. Most people aren't aware of it. So uh, while I do a little bit of housekeeping, you just go right now, email or text somebody, say, uh, give them the link, Coach Dave Live, show them the link, CoachDaveLive.com, and then join the huddle, and they can come in here. Or they can just tune in, watch it on Facebook, a lot of places. Best place to go is to, to our website. And uh, got, got some stuff we're going to talk about. Before I do, I want to do a little bit of house cleaning. Good morning, by the way, February, uh, what is this, February 3rd. So it'll be uh, – 364 days before the groundhog comes around again, and uh, only six weeks of of, of uh, spring till we get to spring, whatever that means. I want to acknowledge a couple things here before I jump in. Um, Brighteon, Brighteon, Spence, can you can you pull that up there real quick? Can you pull up Brighteon? B r i g h t e o n, Brighteon. Now, folks, this is a uh, it's, it's a it's a live broadcast. Well, it, it goes from like 10 in the morning to 10 in the night. I'm, I might be wrong. Different, all kinds of different shows there. We have a show there on Monday at uh, <clears throat> 11 o'clock. That's not why I'm talking about it. There's a lot of really, 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 really good stuff on there. If you want to keep up really on what's going on, you get it from the guys who aren't afraid to dig, the, dig out the truth. One of the guys is John Diamond, of course. He has a show on there John does every day at uh, 10 o'clock, I think it is. And uh, this week, I, I tip of the cap again to John. John's one of the most unselfish guys I know. John does everything he can to open the door for somebody else. Starts at 9 o'clock. I said 10, I'm sorry. Then the Pete Santilli show, they're, diff- they're different every day. But this week, uh, Ohio Brett has been hosting John Diamond. John let Ohio Brett have his show because Brett was doing a program on sports, on uh, the importance of I agree with Brett on this. Some of you still don't get this. The importance of sports in our, in our society. You know, what, can you imagine the impact if LeBron James became a born-again, spirit-filled, bold Christian? Can you imagine the impact that that could have on the world? Just because we're such we're stargazers. We love these guys, right? Well, Brett's sitting in because uh, he may be able to have a show here later on on, on, on John's platform, on the platform here at Brighteon. And yesterday he had on Juan O'Savin. He had on yesterday. Brett's, you know, Brett's got the gift of gab, and you might want to check him out. Uh, it was nine o'clock. You know what I said? Nine o'clock. I hope I'm getting that right. Every uh, today and tomorrow, Brett's going to going to be on there, and so check him out. And then also on Brighty on, um, you know, John Diamond's there every every mo- every morning. He's like the the drive by talk show host. It's a big gig for John, and John's doing the best he can. You look there, you see people that you know. There's there's Ohio Brett with Doug Plank. There's there's Mark Harrington, people you know. There's Sheriff Mack, people that have been on our show are here. Jody Mikovits, 
I'm good stuff, man. So check out Brideon. They're all archived there. You, you can see them, okay? Also, at 9 o'clock every day, Mike Heath is doing a live broadcast. Heath for governor. Mike needs our support if he's going to get pushed over. If he's going to get pushed over the over the uh, line, uh, Mike's frustrated because uh, it's hard to get any traction. It's hard to get traction because media won't cover. Well, folks, we know this, right? We're seeing how, oh my goodness, how awful the media is. So Mike's doing the best he can. He can use some support there. They can uh, follow him. There's other guys out there. Jr. has his morning show on Saturdays at ten o'clock. Um, who else I have up here? Jr. Mike Heath, Bobby. Of course, Bobby Lee's got all kinds of videos. I know I'm forgetting about Jeff. Now was going to start a show. I don't know if he started it yet. So let's cross cross pollinate here the best we can. Try to uh, try to help get the truth out. Then a couple other newsies before it's really uh, uh, before I move on. Jeff Hostler's son Nathan is the guy that uh, he had COVID or whatever they called out there. And they thought he was on death's door. Well, evidently uh, he's getting better. He did some major surgery, cut him open, and did a lot of different crazy things there to him. But he does appear to be getting better. So I haven't said much about that. Jeff Hostler, you say, who's Jeff Hostler? He's part of the uh, Pennsylvania Salt and Light Brigade. He's one of us. And his son's, uh, as, as somebody said, maybe it was John. I don't know who told me. So they want to cut him open like you fillet a fish and let his, get his intestines out. But it, evidently it's getting better. And then uh, Terry, Terry Ladrick, the guy you, we all prayed for last week, Terry Ladrick passed away yesterday. And it was kind of a shock because he was literally getting better, getting to the point where the doctors were uh, going to take him off the off his mask, going to uh, getting ready to go home, and boom, something happened with his lungs. His lungs gave out, and Terry passed on yesterday. Uh, one other bit of news before we jump in here: Tony Spell, Pastor Tony Spell, down in Louisiana, our guy. He's got another court date, March twenty second. We may have to saddle up our horses and go down there and help him because, believe it or not, Dale Sosha could probably tell us more about this. The governor of of uh, Louisiana sued Tony Spell. <laughs> the governor of Louisiana sued Pastor Tony. I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. And so uh, I spoke to Pastor Tony uh, last week. We're going to get him back here on the show. I, I the governor sued a private citizen. Dale, can you got any, got any, a word on that? Dale, can you help us out a bit? Absolutely, Coach. That is going to be at the Supreme Court. That that case is at the Supreme Court. That is the Spell versus Edwards, and that's right down there by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans. So, um, so it's just a hop, skip, and a jump from us. But uh, John Bell Edwards, who tried to get on that case. And Governor. got caught with his hands in the cookie jar. He got removed from it. He cannot be part of it. He can go sit in a peanut gallery, but he can't be part of it. And then on top of that, there's a video out there that shows that he was covering up state police that uh, brutally murdered. And I mean murdered this black guy and it covered it up for a, a year. That video is coming out right now against uh, John Bell Edwards also. So we are excited about that case. Coming <laughs> and then I did send a leak in that group of 18, Coach. The St. Charles Parish Herald newspaper put an article out on this young man who we've been praying at our church, goes, works with my associate pastor who died yesterday, and they came out and declared it was because it was the side effect from the jab. I saw that first one, and I think they've actually said that before. 
a, a side effect of the jab. So <clears throat> we're going to get Tony Spell on here in the next, and then probably ne- early next week. And uh, just haven't been able to work the schedule out. But I know that we're in contact with him, and he's in the midst of it. And then Reggie just sent me this breaking news. Judge Stephen Maryday granted a temporary restraining order to two military service members facing disciplinary actions after the Marines and the Navy denied their appeals for religious accommodation from Biden's COVID shot mandate. Ben, you listening to this? The judge ruled that the service members would likely prevail on the merits of the case, stating that the respective branches of the military have wrongfully denied their religious exemptions. A hearing is set for February 10th. The judge also ruled that unless the military present better legal defense than it has thus far, the court is likely to rule the same way and expand his order. Ben, it's not over yet. The lawsuit includes members of every military branch and also requests class certification. Friends, where do we get to the point where they can force you against against your will in face of the Nuremberg trials, force you, inject something into your body, especially an experimental substance. And here's the way our court system works, right? We have uh, conservative courts and we have liberal courts. And I'll never forget a case here in, in the Columbus, Ohio area that I was involved with regarding the ACLU and all that kind of stuff. When the, when the ACLU reached an out-of-court settlement with, with me when I was being sued by the ACLU, our attorneys uh, representing us told us this. Schools, schools attorneys. One guy was a good conservative Christian. He told me this. He says, Coach, the moment the ACLU found who the judge was, they agreed to settle. As soon as they found out who the judge was, they agreed to settle. So, friends, if you don't think there are liberal judges and conservative judges and Republican judges and Democrat judges, you are wrong. And that's what they call judge shopping. And much of the many of the battles that we have lost in America, we've lost because of the other side doing a good job of judge shopping, meaning finding the appropriate jurisdiction in which to file the case. And if they draw the right judge, they know they have a winner. You understand how it works? Our system is so freaking screwed up. It's supposed to be blindfolded, right? Lady Liberty supposed to be blindfolded, and it's anything but blindfolded. So this judge, Reggie, I don't know where you, where this judge is out of. Do you, can you come in here? Do you have any idea where that would be, Reggie? But it appears to be a restraining uh, order. All military, all military, all. Ben, can you say all? A-L-L. All military. Um, yes, this one's all of them. Any idea where it was, Reg? I'm looking, I'm looking it up. I'm doing the, the background on it. I'll let you okay. know. Okay, good. So, folks, uh, Myra, come on in real quick, and then Larry, and then we're going to get Ben Ben Davis in here. Not Ben Davis, built a not the great uh, uh, patriot uh, patriot leader down in Southern down in uh, Confederacy. Different good, Ben Davis. Good morning, Saints. I want to pray for uh, Pastor Tony Spell. I call out the demon of intimidation coming against Tony Spell. I bind the spirit of uh, witchcraft, which ma- is manipulating and controlling the situation. And with the authority given to me by the Lord of Lord Jesus Christ, I command to all the evil plans of the wicked to be dissolved and for the truth come, 
to for the truth to come forward in Jesus name. Amen. By the way, Myra, the truth is coming forward everywhere, friends. Huh? How about Jeff Zuckerberg had to resign? Don Lemon's in trouble. Whoopee, whoopee, poopy's in trouble. Folks, the, the, the unrighteous are being judged right before. I don't know if you can see it or not. I don't know if you have eyes to see. I don't know if you have. One at a time, the unrighteous are being judged. We are winning the Lord is going to defend his name. He's going to defend his honor. We're going to win this thing. Larry, come on in. Yeah, I figured out decades ago that Lady Justice has the blindfold on so that she will not even stumble over the truth. <laughs> Boy, that's it. Larry's got a face mask on now, too. Joe Allen. Coach, is that a federal judge or a uh, state? Has to be federal. Make an order and issue an order like that. Uh, yeah. It has to be. He's a yeah. federal. He's a federal court judge. Yeah, we'll find. We'll find out. Wrongful, hey, folks. So that that brings me, Ben. I'm sorry I got you up so early and made you wait so long, but I wanna. I wanna. I wanna show something here. Ben, ben Bernie Davis. If you watch it all, Bernie's Bernie's part of our queue. Bernie's in here. I've known Bernie for and his wife for uh, I don't know, ten, fifteen, maybe twenty years. We cross our paths every, every once in a while, and uh, Bernie and his. Uh, they've done a they've done a great job of raising a non-compromising son, Benjamin, who just lost his military job. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. Hang on there, Ben. Spencer, if you could pull up for me, uh, First Amendment. I sent that to you because this is this is it, friends. This is it, and I'm going to read this to you again. We've talked about it before, but it really really applies. First Amendment of the Constitution guarantees uh, freedom, religion. Expression. This is from Cornell Law School. All right. Guarantees. Guarantees. For, folks, listen. Your freedoms are God-given. The Constitution doesn't grant you freedom. It secures it. It guarantees your freedom. Right? So you don't have First Amendment rights. You have God-given rights. And the First Amendment protects you from the government. That's the way the Constitution was written. Okay? So the First Amendment guarantees freedoms concerning religion so a religious exemption cannot be questioned. Sorry, two, expression, assembly, and right to petition. It forbids Congress, by the way, why? Because Congress is the one who makes the laws. Judges don't make law. Governors don't make law. Health departments don't make law. Commandants in the military don't make law. Congress makes law. And because of that, the First Amendment forbids Congress from both promoting one religion over others. Oh, I could go right there, but I won't. And also restricting an individual's religious practices. Do you see that, friends? Do you see that? If Ben Davis says my, that it is against my religious beliefs, game over. Don't have to go to some judge. Don't have to go to some commandant to be able to prove it. It guarantees freedom of expression by prohibiting Congress from restricting the rights, the press or the rights of individuals to speak freely. By the way, again, Congress, the restrictions on Congress, because no local cop has the ability to tell you can't speak. No local school board has the ability to tell you you can't speak. Are you following this, friends? 
And you understand why they're saying Congress? Because Congress is the only one that can do anything about your right to be able to have free speech. And they've already spoken on it. And then the last one, it also guarantees the right of citizens to assemble peaceably and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So Amendment 1 says this. Pull it up here real quickly, and we'll get Ben in here. Scroll up here, Spence. Congress, who makes the laws, shall make no law. Again, then say courts shall make no laws because courts don't make laws. Then say health departments shall make no laws because health departments don't make laws. Then say governors shall make no laws because governors don't make laws. It doesn't say military commandants uh, shall make no law because they don't make laws, all right? Folk, words mean stuff. Congress, who makes all the laws, shall make no law. Respecting what? Respecting means having to do with the establishment of a religion. So Ben's not trying to establish a religion. Nobody's trying to establish one. There's already one established. Or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Whatever faith, religion, Ben wants to exercise. Congress, nobody can do it. Folks, come on! No judge can stop Ben from... No judge can make Ben wear a mask. No judge can make Ben put in a shot. Why, it's right there! Or prohibiting the free exercise of his religion, whatever that might be. Or... They're not allowed to get rid of him because he's too much of a pain in the butt and that bridges the freedom of speech. They can't do that to him. Nor anything he wants to write. They can't do anything about it. See, the press didn't mean just the media. It meant the right to be able to communicate through the written, written documents. Congress shall make no law regarding any of those things. Or in case Congress, somebody tries to do something about it, then the people have the right to peaceably assemble. Say, hey, you're taking our rights. You're not allowed to do that. And to do what? To petition the government. To go to the government and say, hey, your honor, they are taking my right. For what? We want a redress of grievances. We want our complaints rectified. That's the petition the government for a redress of grievances. Now, the problem we're facing, hang on, Ben, I just got to lay this, this groundwork, folks. Justice is moving slowly. And here's what I think is going on. The military and those who are ignoring the First Amendment are doing it because they know it's going to take forever for Ben Davis's case to reach a court. It's going to be six months, going to be a year, going to be whatever, and they don't care about it, and they're willing to pay the price because they know even if they lose and a year from now, oh, they'll have to pay Ben a little bit of money, but they will have gotten their point across. And really what they want to do is they want to shut up this troublemaker. They want to shut up Ben Davis, and they're going to boot him out. So, Ben, I'm going to let you tell your story, but if I understand it right, um, Ben's in the, in the military. You've been almost 20 years. Walks yes, in on go, – go ahead, Ben. You can tell the story better than me. Tell us All what right. happened here. All right. Yes, sir. I'm at uh, almost 20 years. I currently have a religious accommodation pending for the shot, which they had 60 days to reply to, and it's been over 90 now. They still haven't replied to anybody about – the shot they haven't decided because there's over 6,100 <clears throat> service members in the Air Force alone out of you know, roughly 3% of the Air Force. They're saying, no, we're not getting the shot. So, so ben, let me, ben, let me get this right then. So you, the First Amendment gives you the right to free exercise of your faith and you have to go to somebody and tell you whether or not you have the right to exercise your faith. That's really where we are, isn't it? Right? 
Yes. Nine, 90, 90 days to decide whether or not you have a First Amendment right. Folks, you see what's going on? See what's going on? Go ahead, Ben. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so with let me just talk about the shop for a minute before we get into my current situation. Uh, so we had 60% of our unit that said, no way, we're not taking that shot, not unless they have a, a legitimate authorized shot. They said if they have a legal shot that's uh, been actually licensed, then they would take it. Uh, in October, they called everybody into the commander's office one at a time, and they said, we're going to strip you of everything unless you take this shot. It was just straight coercion. It was, we're going to strip you of your life. We're going to take your money. We'll kill your job. We, they said, we'll turn off your paycheck tomorrow. We'll take your, uh, you know, everything you have because that's going to cost who's, Ben, who's, who's saying this to you, Ben? Uh, this is the ops group commander. What's uh, that mean? For those uh, of us who don't, don't get that, what's that mean? Uh, so our, our squadron's about uh, 192 people. Uh, the ops group is maybe 1,000. And then the wing, uh, I don't know, there's probably about 2,000 people total in the wing I'm in. So he's one of the assistant, he's one of the head assistant coaches. One of the head assistant coaches comes in and tells you guys, hey, you can't wear helmets. We're going to play a game, but you can't wear helmets, right? And right. you guys say, you, you guys say you're nuts. <laughs> we're not going to play without helmets. Go ahead. Uh, so we're, anyway, so they pulled us in. They coerced us. Uh, they said, oh, and your honor. So they want to take your lives, your fortunes, and your honor. And we're going to shut everything down if you don't take this jab. Uh, and I told them no. <laughs> uh, and they're like, well, you're the only one. Why are you resisting? I said, it's not right. It's illegal. Uh, and so finally, finally I said, okay, I'll file a religious accommodation because I believe in the constitution. He said, well, you can't do that. I said, the, the religious accommodation, if you read the law, you can say, I believe, I believe in a coffee mug, right? <laughs> you say, I believe in whatever you want to believe in. You can be a complete atheist and it applies to your sincerely held religious beliefs, whatever those may be. Yeah, whoever gets, who gets to determine that? That's the problem, isn't it, Ben? That's why it's taken 90 days to figure out whether or not your religious beliefs are sincerely held. Uh, correct. So we, uh, anyway, so I went through, went through that meeting, and at the end, there was three percent of us that were still standing. Uh, everybody else in the wing, the sixty percent that were saying no way, we're not taking it, uh, went down to about three percent. So they took uh, it. They took yeah, it. They, they took it, and every one of them, every week, I went back to work. This is you know mid October when this happened. Every week, I went back to work. They said, "How are you still here?" We were told that we'd be. They cut our paycheck that day. There is no uh, no more future in the military. We'd all be dishonorably discharged. I'm like, I'm here because I'm I'm here serving the Lord. I'm serving my country. Uh, if I break down my being, I basically have three tenets. I serve God, I serve my country, and I serve my core, which is the Air Force and its core values, which are actually the values that Jesus showed, those being integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all we do. Right? Ben, were you, were you, ben, were you homeschooled? <laughs> Partly. Let me ask you this. I interrupt for a living, okay? Uh, so, 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 Ben, uh, those other guys took the jab because they were afraid they were going to lose everything. Basically, that's what it was, right? Yes, sir. And, uh, Ben, have you seen much of uh, any of them getting sick, seen any reaction at all from, from anything like that? So I can't speak to readiness uh, over the air, but I can tell you that the 3% of us that are unvaxxed are the ones making the mission still move. Okay, keep going then, bud. Keep going. So, all right. So yeah, yep. So keep telling the story. You're doing a great job despite my interruptions. Got you. Uh, anyway, so so as it is, 3% of us have a religious accommodation pending. Uh, 
there is one guy. Hey Ben, hey Ben, who who proves that? Who's the guy? If you could point right now, who's making, who's saying yes or no to your religious accommodation? Director of the Air National Guard, uh, for for everybody in National Guard. So I have to go all the way to the Pentagon. So he's probably got a big stack on his desk. Don't you think so? Somehow I don't think so. Go ahead. He has over six thousand one hundred applications. Yeah, all right. And they haven't right. haven't touched any of them. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so we're. So uh, as of December 20th, this new order came out from the Undersecretary of Defense. It was so urgent that they had they didn't let anybody know until 30 days later, 19 January, that this new order is out. That everybody now has to take a test, has their nasal, nasal swabs shoved up their nose every single week before you can start work. Uh, so the commander hands me this order and says, hey, you got to take this. And he, hands, he has a box on his desk that says emergency use authorization only. And he says, take this, shove it up your nose in front of me. I'm like, in the commander's office? <laughs> I mean, this hey, is ben, yes. ben, you got some stones, man. You got some stones. I love it. Keep going. All right. Uh, so he said, well, here's the order. Uh, it's like a 10-page order, and it basically comes down to one paragraph. It says, everyone who's not vaxxed must now take these tests every single week. Uh, so I said, that's not a lawful order. He said, well, why not? So I got to explain to him. I said, for one, if you look at the side, this is emergency use only. He said, no, it's not. I picked up the box and showed him. <laughs> he said, he said, he said, well, that, that doesn't really mean anything. It's FDA approved. I said, it's FDA approved for an emergency use authorization. Uh, and, and I had my uh, homework down in front of me. So I pull up the uh, U.S. code that I had in my hand. I said, here it says it is illegal. Basically, the Nuremberg law, international law, was incorporated into U.S. law via uh, 21 Code of Federal Regulations 50.23 and 24. It says you cannot force anyone to take an experimental program. You're showing him this. Is that right, Ben? You're showing him these bylaws? Oh, yes. I, I'm <laughs> I'm assuming my commander, who I thought was a very normal guy, I'm assuming he's a he's going to understand. So as a friend and also as uh, an officer directly underneath him, I said, here's, uh, here's the rules. You can't coerce anyone to take, participate in the experiment. By definition, that's what this is, right? And then I went on, I talked about the U.S. Patriot Act, which says anyone who uses coercion to cause a U.S. citizen or government entity to do something would not otherwise do is a domestic terrorist. Wow. I said, you don't want to go down this road. I said, I I can keep going. We can keep going. This is wildly illegal. Uh, And I said, on top of that, I I said, um, I pulled up, I have my Bible, so... Uh, I got a small one. I keep my uniform. So I just pulled out my Bible. I said, hey, Romans 13. Let's see what that says. It says that uh, the governments are instituted by God. And if you uh, defy the government, you know, if you basically commit, do anything wrong, then before God, you are liable. You know, uh, so he, he said, well, he says you have to obey the government, right? I said, yeah, you have to obey the government. Uh, but look, this is what U.S. law says. You are not obeying the government. The orders are the lowest form of regulation because the orders come from doctrine. Doctrine comes from policy. Your policy is written based on the U.S. law. The law is subject to the Constitution. The Constitution is subject to the Declaration of Independence, and that is subject to the people. Uh, So this order is the lowest form. This doesn't apply. I said, said, you don't want to get in this battle. I said, you need to – because as a commander – Right, he either passes the law down, or it's his duty to refute it and send it back up. <clears throat> your next level up that this is not valid. So, and on top of that, uh, one more little fact: nobody technically is vaxxed because 
per the order that says you must be vaccinated or test, you can't have a vac vaccine unless it's licensure. That's what that term vaccinated means. They don't have a licensure vaccine. The one that they have is licensure means you must show you can give it to animals without harm. And they haven't done that because all the animals died. And they, even though they have an FDA approved one, as of Tuesday, uh, Pfizer said they still are not producing the FDA approved vaccine. They're still producing more of the EUA because, you know, originally they're like, oh, well, we have to use up all the stock we already made because it's the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if it's approved, how come they're still making the old form? They're not making the approved one. They're still making Okay, Ben. Okay. Yep. First of all, this fascinating story. I want people, excuse me, I want people to be able to get in. But the story then, Ben, is you won't bend over. You won't take the jab. You won't obey an unlawful order. So they did what, Ben? Okay, so at that point, uh, by that point, we came back. Uh, they made me take leave. A week later, came back in. Hey, you're going to take this test again. And I, at that point, submitted a rebuttal to the letter of counseling they gave me, saying that uh, this is why it's illegal. Spelled out chapter and verse, every single law and regulation involved. I also threw a lot of scripture in there as well. You know that we are God's workmanship, created to do His work. Uh, and so I said, we, I can't do that. I said, it's not right before God. It's an unlawful order, and it's a violation of all these policies. So he said, okay, uh, why don't you take uh, a week to think about it? Came back in on, uh, actually, that was the 24th. I came back in on Monday the 31st, and they said, hey, per the wing commander, you're fired, effective today. Get out of our office. Oh, and by the way, come back Saturday, and we're going to ask you the same question because Saturday is for a weekend. So they cut off my Title Ten orders, which is how I've had a paycheck, and those are ex extended through the end of September, and they just cut them off without letting me know that. Uh, and I also offered for my commander, I said, hey, I've got 100 days of personal leave that I've been accruing because I've been you know, missing birthdays and anniversaries, all these things over the last few years to serve my country during these times, and when I could have taken leave, but they're like, well, we really need you. So I've got all these days. I said, let me take my personal leave while I submit the religious accommodation. And then after that, you know, I'll go back to, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, they just cut, block, cut my orders off. They said, nope, they, we're not going to get another paycheck. They fired you. You lost your paycheck. You lost your personal days. They just booted you out the door because you will not comply. Is that, is that the bottom line, Ben? That's the bottom line. Unbelievable. So, Ben, what are you doing now? Uh, folks, I brought Ben on for several different reasons. I want you, want you to hear this. How many kids you have, Ben? Uh, five children. There's five children and no job. They booted him out. Took away his job. Are you getting a paycheck right now, Ben, like the 30 days now? Did they give you 30 days of severance or anything? Or they just said, as of today, you're not getting paid anymore? Uh, no, sir. They said as of that paycheck I got on the 31st, which was for uh, the last two weeks I'd worked, they said that was it. You're not going to get another paycheck. <clears throat> wow. This, hey, folks, this is what it looks like. This is what standing up looks like. Dennis, come on in. Let's get Reggie's hubby in here, Dennis, because I know that you're connected to this. Hey, by the way, Ben, not only are you brave, you're articulate. You told the story very, very well. And, folks, look at, just look at this. Look how prepared he was when he went to, his, uh, to the people above him, and still they didn't care. They didn't care. We're, we are in a lawless country. Go ahead, Dennis. Thanks, Coach. Um, ben. Uh, good to see you again. And uh, Ben and I have been working, you know, hand in hand for last few weeks now. And um, just all over the country, like I've been in contact with 
least five different service members from different branches and, you know, their wives and families. And, you know, the, um, like the one thing is the mental stress that this is doing. Cause like Ben, you know, was talking about is, you know, they're like, Oh, well, you're not sick, so we need you to fulfill our mission, just stringing you along until we can get everybody back to work, and then we're going to cut you loose. So I, I know this uh, this one particular wife that, I mean, she's like, she's like, I'm done. She's like, I don't know how much more I can take because they're just, you know, dragging us through the mud just to cut us loose when they don't need us anymore. And, you know, when Reggie found that, you know, thing from that federal judge, that's now the second one. The Navy SEALs got to stay. And every single commander, Ben's included, is still pushing forward with kicking people out. They're ignoring, just like they're ignoring the law. And that's what Ben and I have been, you know, fighting hip to hip with, just pushing back against these people saying, look, you cannot do this. And they're like, well, I'm just following orders. I think that sounds familiar. I think so, too. I think we're in a lawless Lawless country. Dale, come on in. Coach, this is absolutely incredible. And and God bless you, brother, for standing like you did. I I mean, I don't know where he lives or whatever, but it's like, what kind of work does he do? I want to see his family supported. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm willing to chip in and I'm sure you're going to do something like that. Um, Let's stand. Let's hold this guy's hands up. This is this is that moment. He needs his arms lifted up. He's in a battle. Ben, where do you, where do you live? Where are you stationed? And you you told me yesterday you did already give your landlord a thirty day notice because you get, you don't have any money. You got to get out. Of it. You can't pay the rent. Where are you, Ben? Uh, currently, Fort Smith, Arkansas. And uh, for my job, I'm a pilot. So I've also done product project director and a uh, whole lot of administrative command and control stuff for the military. Uh, how long you been in, Ben? Uh, 20 years. I had 10 years enlisted. Uh, I was selected for master sergeant commissioned and another almost 10 officer. And so uh, somebody, you said to me yesterday, somebody said, well, just take your retirement. Can you, can you take your retirement, Ben? Are you able to do that? Uh, no, sir. There's no retirement unless I make it till September 22nd. You have to make it till September 22nd. Then you would be uh, vested in the retirement system. So folks, you understand, you understand, friends? You understand? I know you do. Uh, you see how they bring pressure on? You see, so, yeah. go ahead, Ben. Yeah, I was going to say, so the uh, people said, well, what about your retirement? Why don't you just submit a little bit longer? I said, I have to do what's right before God. What the apostle well, said, you must obey God rather than men. They said, well, you can't win this, not because you're not right and you don't have the law on your side, but you can't win this because you know who's in the administration all the way up the chain to the Pentagon and you know who's at the top, so you can't win. I said, it's not about winning. <laughs> this is about doing what's right before God. I would pray oh, my goodness. leading up to that night or – when I knew this order was coming down the next day before the commander, I said, God, is this what's right to do? I was reading uh, in Romans that day and uh, I felt like God said, do not put that in your nose. Do not take it. I'm going to take care of you. And so I said, okay, God, I trust you. So I'm not a victim here. I'm fighting because what have we been learning, right? We are soldiers of the cross. We're fighting for right. And we're going to fight for the law. We're also fighting for the constitution in our country. When people say, well, just usurp it and don't worry because this is what the Constitution or because you are. Right. Hey, Bernie Davis, what in the heck did you and your wife do to raise a guy like this? Uh, come on, Bernie, come in here. What the heck? You, you know, you know, coach, that it, it's the Lord, you know, uh, the Lord 
works in people's hearts. I'm just really proud of I'm proud of Ben. He's he's got it right. He's taking a stand. He's doing the right thing, and um, it's awesome. And I gotta add the reason. <laughs> the whole reason he doesn't have his 20 years in is because he wanted to join the Air Force. And I said, I'm running for state representative and I need you to put my signs up, buddy. You cannot join the Air Force till after I win the election. So he put my signs up for me. We won the election. And that's why he isn't going to get his 20 years in until September. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. My goodness. This is this is a story of <laughs> unbelievable. Pennsylvania bread. I, you were up there. Then you then you got out. Come on. Come on in, Brad. We'll get you in here. This this is unbelievable, isn't it, friends? Unbelievable story. Joe, Joe Allen, while I'm waiting on you, Brett. Go ahead, Joe. All right. Yeah, Brett, Brett. Hang on, Joe. Hang on. Brett made it in. Go ahead, Brett. I saw it uh, looked like Ben was coming up as a navigator C-130, so I assume he's a navigator. And uh, he just told us where he's from. But Ben, um, I just I don't know if it's encouragement or not, but we have uh, three people from the 193rd Special Operations Wing out of Harrisburg. And two of them are, have done religious exemptions. Like you said, they have not heard anything. But they're also not. Mr. sure we're having aspects. difficulty. Uh, Joseph Allen, please come Vin, in. Vin, Vinny, we're hearing him. Oh. Okay. Good, keep... uh, good job, Ben. Appreciate the appreciate <clears throat> sticking up. So, folks, listen. Listen. Ben's looking for a job, and he's willing to move. All right. That's part of what we're talking about here. He is looking for a job, and he's willing to move. Now, Joe Allen, come on in. As we talked yesterday about the coppersmith, the coppersmith is the government. Uh, coppersmith has done me much harm, right? Yeah. <laughs> And, and my and my son went through something similar like that. He just chose to get out. Yeah, that's what they're he's doing. Had, he's had enough of it. Hey, hey, Ben, this is a clear violation of the law, and they know it, don't they? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, folks, you understand that? What do you do when the when your government is law lawless? What do you do? That's really that's where we are. Craig, Craig, come on in. Yeah, Coach, I, I Craig, just want to, you know. Uh, sympathy goes out to him. Sounds like, you know, he's a patriot. But I'd say if they fire him, man, his next move ought to be in the Congress. We need men that won't move like this young man. Amen. Amen. Good point. Uh, Mickle, Craig Mickle. <clears throat> well, you know, Coach, under the definition of uh, locked and loaded, we need yeah. Ben's pitcher in there because he has just, I mean, he's a lawyer's dream. He has just basically gave that a, a lawyer a great case, and I think he's yes. going to prevail. I mean, well, we know he will, right? But he has to eat between now and then. That's the only thing we got to we got to help him with this. He doesn't want to leave the military. He wants to stay in. Wants to get his retirement. You guys get it. We understand what's going on. Joe, come on in. Hi, Ben. Uh, hang, hang on, Joe. Joe, hang on. Brett, uh, Brett's trying to say something. Go ahead, Brett. <laughs> That's right. That's it, Ben. Get elected to Congress because they don't have to take the shot. Uh, not mean Joe Green, but nice Joe Green. Come on in, nice Joe Green. Hey, good morning, Ben. Uh, good morning, Coach. QP. Uh, you're in the Air, uh, Arkansas Air National Guard. Am I correct, Ben? That's correct, sir. 
Okay, so your commander-in-chief's the governor. Correct? Uh, yes, yeah, correct. So I'm actually on Title 10 order, so my commander-in-chief was the, well, the president ultimately, uh, until he cut so those. So now I'm having to governor again. So you're, you're an IRR soldier on a Title 10 orders, am I correct? Uh, yes, sir. Or full-time Air, Air National Guard. Now, what I would suggest you do is I would suggest you put in a complaint with your state inter, uh, inspector general's office, citing everything that you just told us on the show today. Mm. And that will, that, that will force them to address the issue. That may even put it into the courts. That being said, this goes for any veteran, any veteran that's out there right now. And I heard this earlier in the week, somebody was saying uh, they're going to the VA office and um, they're being made to put a mask on and it's causing them medical issues by sitting around in the VA all day with a mask on. I would consider every, I would ask every veteran to consider filing a claim under Title 38 1151. That's title 381151. And basically what that is, is if you receive treatment from the Veterans Administration and um, that treatment causes another problem, you could claim a disability for that. Hey, for Joe, example, let's do this. Joe, let's do this. Let's connect you. Let's connect you with Ben. Okay. This is, okay, this I, is could, I could do that. Yeah, this is getting into the weeds a little bit for, for, for everybody. So well, I'll, I'll connect you with Ben, or even in the after show, maybe we can, you two guys can connect there. Okay, Joe? Okay. Because I believe, I, believe, I believe what you're saying is, I believe there's great, great wisdom in what you're saying there. But uh, it's causing, uh, just real quick, Coach, uh, yeah. you said it's causing emotional stress and, and for, for all these soldiers. <clears throat> that's, that's a disability. That's just like PS, PTSD. Oh, you can file sense. a claim for that. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, Betty, come on in, Betty. Uh, good morning. Hey, Ben, I am so proud of you and, and Dennis and those who are doing this. You got a lot of supporters, so don't give up. You hey, got folks, a lot of people fact, standing behind you. I've received already, I've already received three, three text messages that says, I'm, uh, coach, I'm sending a hundred bucks today. If 50 of you would send in a hundred bucks, we could get $5,000 to Ben. So 50 of you to give a hundred, 50 of you to give a hundred. Now, listen, not those of you who can't afford it. Not, not those, not used, but those of you who can't afford it, a hundred, a hundred dollars, fifty of us, a hundred bucks to help Ben. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Betty. No, oh, that's okay. You're great at that, and I love it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I just want to say that in 2012, I also got kicked out by Obama because he wanted all the women to have a 29 waist. I don't know if you remember that or not. So it just seems like whenever the Democrats are in office, they want to destroy our military, our country, and even our families. That's because they're Luciferians. Be yep, the exactly. Luciferians. They're not exactly. Democrats. Luciferians. Jack, come on in. Yeah, good morning, Coach. Um, th- this young man is, is just a star. We need hundreds of these, but we need to support this guy and take it right right to him. we got to take the fight to him. And the, the idea of filing a claim with the inspector general gets that ball rolling. Just nail these suckers to the wall. But, you know, the old broken record here says we let this get to this point. This is not this is not their beginning game. You're a victim of the end game because we yeah. didn't make them follow real law, true law, positive law. 
40, 50 years ago. And it's our fault. And we need to step up to the plate because just winning this one battle doesn't do it because there's so much precedent set right. for all That's the right. evil that they're doing. Amen. Amen, Amen. Jack. So, listen, I've had a couple couple text messages as well. How do I how do I support him? You can uh, you can you can go online, you can donate online, and I'll know the money is, is for Ben. Or if you send in a check, you can mail it. To, uh, our information's on on the website there, and just put down the memo for Ben or whatever. And we'll, we'll make sure make sure he gets it. Rochelle. Hey, good morning. Um, I um, re- remember uh, there was, I was looking for the story, but I can't find it. Maybe somebody else remembers, but they were making a list of anybody who was allowing these religious exemptions um, in the military, uh, uh, even in the medical and also um, um, governmental. But they came out and they <laughs> said, we're going to make a list of the people who are granting these exceptions, these exemptions. So I don't know if that's part of the reason why that you got a stack there that hasn't been touched. And I also just want to uh, say that this violates all 10 of the Nuremberg codes. Right. And it, they, this carries the death penalty for the people who are breaking these international laws. Michelle, what if there's no redress of grievances? What if there's no one to turn to? That's where we find ourselves, friends. Craig, come on in. And Sandra. Yeah, uh, well, for this guy, there's a website out there. It's time to free America. It's a job, a job search for jobs that don't require the jab. We can put the website in the chat if he wants. That would help. Thank you. Put it in the chat. Reggie, come on in. By, by the way, listen, second one's asking. I don't have Zelle. I don't know what Zelle is. I, I don't know. So whatever you can, you can donate electronically on the website, we'll get it. Cash, cash, yeah. Okay, I, I don't. I don't think I have that. Jared, do we have that? I don't. I don't think. I don't know. I'm, I just work here. Go ahead. Who? Who did I call? Me. So yeah. I'm going to put everybody's. I'm going to challenge you. Put your money where your mouth is. Some people come on here, and everybody has all this wisdom, but nobody puts forth any effort. We have a small little legal team that we're we're struggling with. It's all voluntary. You're not going to get anything out of it. If you really want to help, throw five bucks. But also say, what can I do to help file, to help do the push paper around? We have legal counsel, but we need help in tiny hearts. We have a tiny little group here, and we're trying to help. But also, if um, a secondary, like Coach said, send it to him. If you want to send it on the PayPal uh, under tiny hearts, put for Ben, and we'll get it to him as well. PayPal threw me off. You can't, you can't find me on PayPal. Jeannie, come on in. Teresa. Yeah, hi. I was wondering how um, it's Ben, right, that we're talking to? Yes, Ben Davis. Ben Davis. Okay, how his wife doing through all this and how we can also support her needs? Because I'm sure this is stressful on her and the marriage and everything. Uh, it, It is. My wife is a salad rock. She reads the Bible all the time. She reads the kids every single day. And she said... She said, absolutely, this is what God wants. You are not going to cave. And she's a huge part of why I'm so So my wife is Amen. Amen. Can't do that. A good wife. Amen. Praise Jesus. Good wife. Mark Trump, come on in. Yeah, Coach, I think this man's got a story and he doesn't have a job. So if he's got a story and he doesn't have a job, what did I do when I was without a job? I came up and served. 
So maybe yeah. I'm thinking you could put him on a road show on all of your friend's shows, or maybe he'd want to travel around with Ohio Brett. Hmm. Now, these are just ideas for him while he's down. I personally can probably help him a little bit with job hunting. I know I got a pretty big network. But I'm saying, Coach, maybe we could lead him to put, put his story out there. Not only that, hmm. is teaching people how to do what he did. Yeah, Taking, that's true. Yeah, so just a thought, Coach, with your network. Yep, that's good. No, hey, no, we hey, network. Great. Right. Praise God for Bernie and family to raise a man like this. Praise God for him who's raising Bernie and children Cynthia. like Amen. this. Amen. Amen. How it sobers me makes me feel guilty for sure. God bless him. Jack McCarthy, come on in. Dennis, did you want back in? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dennis. Did you want back in? I just wanted to say something about the uh, religious accommodations. Um, like in the, I'm in the Air Force Reserves, Ben's in the Air Guard. So they're, you know, under the branch of the Air Force, but still, you know, different components. Um, in the unit I'm in, all every single religious accommodation, no matter who you are or whatever, has been denied. They're rubber stamping it. And that's why the SEALs won their case. And uh, what I've read on this new federal judge that we sent in earlier you know, that's what they're saying. They're just rubber stamping them. They're not taking any consideration, you know, but just, I think I want to say it's like three months ago, they just approved a a religious accommodation for someone that wanted to grow their hair out, you know, because he wanted to be, you know, have a haircut like Jesus or or whatever, you know, so they're they're picking and choosing and they're not allowed to do that. They have religious accommodations. They just don't have Christian accommodations, folks. Again, let's wake up and see what's really going on. Kevin, come on in, then Jeff, Jeff Klein. All right, Coach, I want to jump back to the Nuremberg Code for a second. Um, you know, like Rochelle was saying, it violates all ten tenets of the code. But the problem I have with this, what I find so frustrating about the idea of Nuremberg 2.0, is that all the same countries that sign that treaty are all the same countries that are violating that treaty. So who officiates it, and where do you go to get a redress of grievances? There's no redress of grievances. I've been singing that song for how long here? Because the Constitution is clear. As you said, the the Nuremberg Code is clear. Nobody will enforce it. Jeff, come on in. Coach, I just want to say to Ben, we're proud of you, buddy. We are, man. It's hard to take a stand sometimes in your community. It's really tough. And like somebody just said about their wife, well, how about their wife? and then five kids and I'm going to pledge a hundred coach and what we ought to do is do it each month to keep in five kids under that roof so while he's fighting this battle we're getting him out there getting his story out there they don't have to uproot and move somewhere let's get his rent covered each month so I'm in amen well he'll get a job he's going to get a job but I'm with you Jeff we uh if we don't uh stand up as who was it said put your money where your mouth is (laughs) we uh this guy is a warrior for us, and we need to support him. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, back back to the original concept. The last 11 words of the First Amendment are the only words in the entire Constitution that have never been adjudicated because they don't want to touch that. And you asked about the Nuremberg Code and, mm-hmm. and the signers, the countries that signed it. Guess what? There's a common thread. <laughs> They're all part of the Central Bank International Monetary Fund system. They're totally controlled. Amen. Folks, I did a little search. Teresa, I'll be right with you. Uh, Spencer, can you pull up real quickly? James chapter 2, 
James chapter 2, Bible Gateway, wherever you go. I want people to see this. In James chapter 2, and then go down to verse 13. It's beginning 13. It says this, For he shall have judgment without mercy, that has showed no mercy. Because mercy rejoiceth after judgment. And what does it profit you, my boys and girls? Man says he has faith, and he doesn't have works. Can faith alone save him? Wow. For brother or sisters be naked, destitute, daily food. And one of you saying to them, oh, brother, I'm praying for you. We'll be praying for you, Ben. Depart in peace, be warmed and be filled. Notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. What the hell good is that? Got it? So talk is cheap. Right there's a scripture for it. Even so, Amen. Amen. if it hath not works, you're just flapping your jowls. That's the, that's the way I see it. Come on in, Teresa. Is there a ministry um, been started already um, to like maybe have three or four centralized locations across the country for servicemen that this is happening to, or well, do Ther- we need to start one? Like, well, Teresa, here's what I say: food well, and clothing and different things. Well, I see these kind of things are popping up. I'm sure they're out there. They're definitely they're popping up. I can't tell you off the top of my head. But we see that we see the need for, for this kind of stuff, don't we? We do see it. Uh, Dennis, come back in. <clears throat> yes, Coach. Uh, I don't know who was talking. I think it was Teresa just said that um, we're looking for a ministry. I am actually trying to unite service members from across the country under a banner of uh, Tiny Hearts. We have, um, have a meeting today to get a link in there to start consolidating uh, these names and needs so we can start being, you know, what the what the military has always taught us is to take care of our own, yeah, man, and that's what we're trying to do right now. All right, Dennis. Uh, Craig, come on in. Yeah, Coach, I, I got a question for Ben. Has he been to the JAG office there, and what is their position on on his position? That's a good question, Ben. That's like going to that's like going to uh, uh, the Republican Party to have him char- uh, charge Republicans. I, I don't know what's what's the scoop there, Ben. In fact, Ben, we got about six minutes. Let's kind of wrap this thing up, okay? Gotcha. Uh, so the the JAG is uh, prosecuting attorney. Basically, they work for the commanders. The Area Defense Council is the other side of the office that def- uh, defends people. Uh, the JAG, because they cut my orders right away, the JAGs or the ADC, the Area Defense Council, that works for me. They said, well, hey, since you're not in Title 10 anymore, we can't help you. You have to go to a different defense. Unbelievable. Company. Unbelievable. So they fire you and they said, oh, sorry, you don't work for us anymore. Sorry, That's you don't what have they say, right? Either. Yeah. Yeah. You got fired, so you don't work for us anymore, so we don't have to, we don't have to help. What a wicked. Unbelievable. I, huh? I agree, Coach. Un- unbelievable. <laughs> what a wicked, wicked thing. Hey, Ben, listen. This is a promotion for you. I know you understand that, right? I know. I, Lord will not leave you hanging, buddy. They will not leave you hanging. So uh, we're going to hold up your arm to do the best we can here as with it as well. Jerry, come on in. There's a Jerry. Revelation 2015 just came up and went down. <clears throat> yeah. I was, just, I was just wondering if, Ben, if there's been any talk among the ranks when you were in uh, of just saying, hey, you know, the next war you guys want to fight, we'll just say no. 
if you're not going to listen to us? Oh, uh, good question. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, at this point, no, I can't really comment on that. <laughs> so, so Ben, how many, uh, as far as you know, how many of you are still standing? Uh, approximately 3%. As I've reached out to different units uh, around the country, it seems like 3% is pretty much a standard. Some places have eight, 6, 8, uh, but most of the country is 3% of the whole DOD is standing firm on this. So, Ben, does that mean that uh, 97% of our military has uh, taken a, a jab that could cause them physical harm? Are we, to, are we to believe that, Ben? 97% of them have? I'll say 97% have taken one that is causing them harm. Uh, across the board, it's the unvaccinated. They're working overtime. We're having our hours changed up to go in and, and make the mission happen when other people can't. <laughs> So it would be safe to say, and I know you're not saying this, it would be safe to say that uh, people are working overtime because some other people maybe aren't physically able to work. Would that be safe to say, Ben? Uh, Yes, sir. Wow, folks. Do you understand the ramifications of this? (laughs) Don Voss, come on in. I just want to say thank you, Ben, and I honor what you're doing. Praise God. Amen, Amen, Ben. You do. I just, it overwhelms me because, brother, you have laid... You have, as I say, you have laid them on the table, buddy. You have laid them on the table. Lord, the Lord will not desert you. Promise you that. Dale. Brother, man, this is a Bible-believing family. I want to encourage them with a few scriptures to write down. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 12 in the first verses. Revelation that books were open. Where are those books? Brother, let me tell you what. God is writing your book. Job wrote in chapter 19 of Job, he says, Oh, that my words were inscribed in a rock forever with an iron stylus. Hey, Job, they were written. Brother, let me tell you what. God is the author. What does authors do? He writes books. What are those books? Your life. God is penning an incredible chapter in your life, and you don't even see it, but it's an incredible heavenly book that's being written, and this book is going to be read by men that'll see maybe generations down this thing that you did standing like you did. It is going to be an incredible biblical monumental testimony. And if God is closing one door, we already know he's opening wide another brother. Amen. Amen. And you're exposing to the whole world, Ben, the, uh, how fragile, sadly folks, how fragile our military has become. Jeff Nell, come on in. Yeah. Um, I did over 20 years in the Navy, and I worked at the Pentagon and Defense Intelligence Agency. I lived on Boeing Air Force Base. It's not real. It's so fake. It's so evil. Stay strong, brother. Stay strong. Mark Trump and Myra. Yeah, this is quick. You got to think about this, Ben. Whenever Stephen was stoned, standing against great adversity, what did Jesus do? He was standing near the right hand of God. Yep. He stood. No, Jesus stood up. So he's watching. So you you stay you stay strong and just think about Jesus standing, watching you. He's saluting you, buddy. He's saluting you. That's what he's doing, right? When you walk into the room, the Jesus stands up and salutes. Myra, come on in. Amen. God bless you, uh, Ben and your wife. Um, I support you. You're not alone. Thank you. 
Amen. God bless Bernie and Cynthia. And I know that they're, the parents, I know they're going through it. I know the wife's going through it. Hey, Ben, you're going to find a job. We're going to do brother. We're going to make sure through this show that you've got the next month's expenses in your life covered. And then we'll see what the Lord's going to do with it. Uh, do with it from there. Hey, folks, we live as we see, man, unbelievable times. And if we had thousands of Ben Davises, we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in today. So again, folks, you want to donate, you can send it, go to our website, uh, Box 744 Hebron, put in a notation for, for Ben, Box 744 Hebron, Ohio. It's all on the website, or you can do it right online. Click donate to Ben, and uh, we'll make sure that this, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't miss a meal, he and his family. Uh, stay with us here, Ben. God bless you all. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow.